Welcome back to Open Mics on the Two Track Mind podcast feed. I'm Liam Toms and with me as always is... Edward Crawley. And if you're joining us for the first time, this is our this is our show where we, we don't really have a particular topic in mind. It's kind of like an open mic, we just bring things to the table. Uh, Ed more so than me, he's got his notes as always, which is good. Uh, what have I brought? I've got, um, I've got a Christmas hat. It is technically a Christmas episode. Yeah, um... I we're going like, to do the presents, aren't we? Yeah, we've got some presents, uh, some gift giving to come later in the, uh, the episode. Uh, what I'm thinking of doing is, you know, like, um, basically uh, on a Christmas song, like a lot of Christmas songs are made Christmas songs just by having like some like jingle bells, yeah? Yeah. I think I'm going to try and layer some of them over the, uh, the intro. So hopefully, if you're listening to this and you would have heard the intro already, you'll, you'll know whether that worked or not. So there you go. This is a surprise for me. <laughs> surprise for me as well. I just sort of made it up as I was going along. When this gets sent to the Dropbox, um, I'll be as surprised as any. Well, as I say, I need to bring something to the table. And as I, you always bring some good notes. Uh, the last episode was really good with all the different news pieces you put together. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I didn't do it for the critique, but <laughs> I've taken it on board and my tail is wagging. Uh, and this time around, you had a bit of help in that you actually did some stuff, right? You went to some gigs. You well, I was with you at one of them. I was at one of them. That's correct. Um, uh, so we're we going to talk about them, or have you got some of the stuff you want to talk about first? No, I thought a good place to would be to start with the gig we both went to, which was a at Southampton Joiners. So this was the Monkey Kong album tour. Last year they did Hi Fi Serious, uh, and this year on slightly smaller venues they're doing Monkey Kong. Yeah, yeah, um, which is fair. I mean, Hi Fi Serious was the big album. Yeah, and um, I was still surprised. I don't believe, excuse me, I don't believe it sold out. Uh, it was busy. And yet, it? I think the Northampton date, or a date near that area, was like 500 people. Wow. I mean, yeah. I think there's a big difference you see in nowadays, particularly with gigs like that that appeal to gentlemen of our age, Yeah, uh, that the weekend shows could easily pull triple, if not more. Uh, whereas like a midweek, eh, numbers could be shaky. Yeah, and like you say, it wasn't the bigger album. You know, the London date of um, the Hi-Fi Series tour was Shepherd's Bush, mm. of all places, which I swear, if I'm correct, is like 2,400-ish cap. And that looked busy from the videos I've seen. And the London venue this time was The Garage, which I think is 600. Or, yeah. Oh, no, actually, is that there's two rooms at The Garage. Okay. So dependent on, I guess it would depend on the room. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to speculate against the band and how well they did. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think this is one thing that we took away from it, wasn't it? Is that we've seen them in the last few years. We saw them at the pyramids opening for Hell is for Heroes. Yeah. Then they did the big headline tour for the Hi-Fi Serious album. Uh, beginning of this year, they did um, Independent Venue Week and played really small venues. I mean, we're talking yeah, like tiny. less than a hundred. Uh, and then this tour was like a, a slightly bigger room. Uh, but they seem quite happy and quite comfortable playing anywhere or in any format. They just seem to be enjoying it, which is... Yeah, I think I think they totally accepted that they had their time when Hi-Fi Series came out. And they were playing big rooms, you know, Southampton Guildhall, Brixton, big venues, high up on the bill on festivals... Um, well, main stage reading back in uh, 2002 yeah and certainly not like an opener and they headlined the lockup stage uh oh yeah i forgot about that yeah yeah one of the ones i wasn't massively into at that stage i was that was the first year i went 
Um, so it was, no, the first weekend I went. So 2004. And they've done, over the last few years, they've played Download a handful of times. Yeah. And they've done like warm-up shows for that. So they've kind of been, not completely gone, Remember but just... Remember the warm-up show and over? Uh, no, the one we went to was St Albans. St Albans, uh, The Horn, it. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. played that twice, haven't they? Yeah, that was a couple of warm-up shows, wasn't it? But that's so. tiny. Yeah. And we saw two warm-up shows at Wedge. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, they were warm-up shows. Well, <laughs> no, I think the, the first one was back in 2003. Uh, the other one wasn't. Because I think the second time we saw them, it was part of that 2009 tour that they did. Which was, was a, that was a full UK tour, which was around this time of year. Oh. Oh, I was... Oh, fair enough. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> all we've done there is say that, yes, we've seen them a lot of times. Yeah, so we get on to how, you know, how, how we found the gig, the gig itself. Um, you, know, you know me, I'm very much one for crowds, and I don't like... I, th- I think a lot of people are like this. I can't enjoy a gig with a shit crowd. It really bugs me. It's a bugbear. Where you get? Did you think the crowd was bad? I don't think the crowd was great. The thing is, Jason made a joke, didn't he, in the first um, uh, sort of interval between songs. He said, like, we all looked like we were standing around looking at a bonfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I get that. Now, I certainly wasn't expecting a pit, and I certainly wouldn't have probably joined said pit if there was one. But there was definitely... There seemed to lack some atmosphere, and that was no fault of the band. I do think of that. Well, unfortunately, that was just the way the crowd were. Yeah, it, I thought like the crowd kind of settled in a bit as the night went on, but there wasn't yeah. a lot of um, action, should we say? Yeah, okay. if you go and see an album show, I, th- I think you like the album. You know, mm. you're not going for just a general greatest hit. So I, I, it was surprised me at how quiet some of the songs were. Uh, from crowd participation. Yeah. Because I personally, I know most lyrics to that album. I love that album. Um, you know, and our friend it, it boasted for most of the evening how it was his favourite album. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ed, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, and I did. I really enjoyed it. I love CNA. I love the way they are on stage. I love that, bar the bassist, it's still the four original members that like that yeah. real and that isn't the case with a lot of bands who have been around that that long i think given the atmosphere in the venue i think actually some of the quieter tracks on the album were almost more enjoyable yes because yeah. i think when they were playing the more upbeat ones you were kind of noticing the lack of energy it, in the exact, crowd yes that is that's perfect that's exactly how you said it i Thank agree you. i i agree i agree with i'll leave it at that. that i'll leave it at that but you know, but then again, like songs like Lake Tahoe, you expect you expect the crowd to go. This is one of the big ones, and there didn't seem to be that step up yeah. for even the singles. I sometimes I wonder the the first few minutes of a gig can sort of set the the level for the whole show, yeah. can't it? And I think there was something about the way that they they came on because it was quite a casual thing. They sort of came on and said hello, and then started playing. Um, Maybe there was, wasn't that initial kick to get people going in the crowd. Do you think they preempted it, and that's why they Possibly. played it down a bit and Possibly. made it more casual? Yeah. I mean, it's the. I'm still a bit undecided on album shows as a whole. I I can probably count on one hand the good album shows that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, not including um, the week of album shows that we did once, uh, but other ones, yeah. Probably less than, but that five is unfor- unfortunately, 
that is normally down to the fact that on an album there are weaker tracks. And that can't I don't know if be it's just weaker tracks. I think sometimes it's just different tracks and tracks that probably weren't ever made for a live, live performance. Yeah. The dynamics just completely different. Uh, but I was enjoying uh, some of the more obscure ones, and actually, I think they played them quite well. Uh, ones like Miles Away and Yeah, uh, Down on the Floors. Yeah, I certainly I don't Good. want my. I really enjoyed the gig. I really enjoyed A. They're tight. They're, 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 they're you know they're, they're fifty. They've been playing music. Are they? Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. Jason Perry said he was 50. Did he? <laughs> I missed that. Um, Did we sing happy birthday? Or? No, he wasn't 50 on the day. <laughs> but, you know, Giles is slightly younger, so maybe he's not quite 50. Although he looks older than both Adam and Jason. Um, but it, it certainly wasn't the band. I just, I get very caught up in watching a crowd. Mm. I like to see people enjoying it. I've always said that to you. Yeah. And uh, so nothing against the band. The band did amazing for what they were given and the scenario they were given. And like Jason told a few more stories, which we won't get into because I don't think it's our place. But it wasn't taken quite as well by other band members <laughs> how many stories he was telling. But the crowd were enjoying it. And I think yeah, he was so, right to continue And Jason, with it. as a front man, I think what he did there... He read the crowd. He read the crowd and he thought, I need to get this crowd on side. Let's tell some jokes. Well, I think it was just, Let's, He was doing stand-up material almost. Like, the, the, those jokes could be in... A stand-up set. It was probably realising what type, like you say, what type of crowd it was and what type of show it was likely to be. Uh, once he realised that people weren't going to be uh, up and off their feet, then he thought, well, you know, let's just treat this as like a in-the-round type thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think, you know, joining us that worked particularly well. I mean, as I say, I'm always uh, pleased with the sound and joining yeah, us. Yeah, and, and, and it was good good to hear those songs in, in that venue. Yeah, I thought as an album, it actually works quite well. As an album show. Yeah, and that is the issue sometimes of album shows, is that it doesn't flow particularly yeah. well. But this did. Uh, to flip it on his head, thinking about the Gaslight uh, 59 sound album show that we saw last year, at that show, I thought the crowd were better than the band. Oh, God, yeah. I'd go and see that crowd again. <laughs> but the band can f- do one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, A-, A would love to go and see that crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let's be honest, like they approached that, and I don't know if it's the whole band to blame or if it was just Brian, um, but they approached that album show in the wrong way, in my yeah, opinion. 100%. Whereas A did, you know, A were brilliant. And I'll go, like, I certainly haven't come away from the, the joiners gig going, oh, I'm done with them. It's, oh, no, not at all. If anything, um, I'd be uh, well, I, keen well, to see the um, the other albums done. Yeah, Howie, so uh, Buildings and... Yeah. In that, in that format, though, like in a joiners level venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you basically well, just go along and just have a sort of, you know, casual listen to them I playing. Think, I think if they p- pushed it like they did Hi-Fi Serious, you could potentially do a Wedgwood. And I think that might, that would, that would work. Mm. I, I was I'd, a bit disappointed with the merch. I'll just yeah, put there wasn't a lot, was there? Wasn't I would have liked to have walked away with a t-shirt, but I got one from the last tour, so that's fine. Which was Monkey Kong 1, wasn't it? Yeah, it's got a monkey on it. Um... All in all, for a band playing an album from the late 90s on a Wednesday night, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, other than, I should say, my parking ticket and my speeding ticket. Very unfortunate. Uh, but let's not get into that, because it might change the whole dynamic of the, the rest of the show. <laughs> well, let's keep the pace going. Tell me some more good news. Um, so, th- on, on Friday night, talking about album shows and how sometimes they don't work and now they do work, an album that I thought really did work, 
I went to see Future Heads. And uh, they did the first album, Fool. The big one, the one with House of Love on. Uh, Decent Days and Nights, Carnival Kids. If you know the album, it's it was probably up there as one of the biggest indie albums of its oh, time. Yeah. Um, and a band that, again, were headlining Radio 1 stage. Like, that album was massive. And that single, Hounds of Love, really just propelled them, didn't it? They did it well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other songs like Decent Days and Nights, the chap I went with had no idea because I just gave him the, t- the spare ticket I had. So Tom knew Hounds of Love, and, you know, that was it. Yeah. The rest of the album, he had no idea about, <laughs> but that didn't stop his enjoyment of it. But, oh my God, like every time I've seen them now, I've just been so impressed with how tight they are. And they're fr- there's a band, something about a band with an accent. They're just, their ba- on-stage banter is just, it's good. They're from Sunderland, you know. I've, Same I've, with Maximo, isn't it? Yeah, and like bands like that, and like American bands, like bands with a New York accent. Proper, proper accents seem to work in bands. I'd, I'd, I'd argue that I don't think Stereophonics would be as big if Kelly Jones wasn't Welsh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, honestly... I, I hand on heart. I don't. Maybe back in the day, their songs were good, but I think what's propelled them now is that accent of his. Wow, sounds a bit sexy, doesn't it? You know. I wonder why uh, Grant from Feeder, who uh, the Feeder, I might know. I'm as I'm listening back to these episodes, they're coming out quite often in this, almost more so than uh, another band that we keep mentioning. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder why Grant never played into the uh, the Welsh more. Because oh, I, I never even really realised no, or appreciated that he was um, Welsh. I mean, he's Border. He's like Gloucester, just Chepstow, isn't it? What, Bristol? <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know my geography. Um, but yeah, Future Heads got up there, finished work slightly early, but then it took me over three hours to get to London in the car. Um, Tom had kindly lent me his spare room. So I had a few to drink, but not too many. Although he did order one of the two pint glasses. Oh, wow. However, the difference with them and... Um, O2 two two pointers this is almost like a hard plastic right and it was filled with Estrella rather than two Borg so it was lovely you know (laughs) so I didn't mind that the uh, the surprise of that with the well you said you liked it and so I I drank all of it it was lovely Um, you didn't see the support did you no we got there who were they I I, I don't know I I do apologise to whoever they are if they're listening oh sorry for some reason I thought you said they were a more recognisable name, but okay, don't worry. No, I I've never heard of um, From the merch, they look like young guys, but we got there 10 minutes late to when I knew Future Heads were coming on because they pulled the gig, the door opening by an hour. Yeah, this happened to me with Boss Tones that as well week, in the summer. That mm. week, they, yeah, I got an email exact saying, same thing. what the hell am I going to do there? You know, I'd, I had work booked in, but luckily they were 10 minutes late. So Tom and I got off the tube at like, five past eight got to the venue at ten past literally ordered a pint and suddenly you heard all the cheers and it was like oh we've timed that well um and it was brilliant so so good crowd was good you know um we were stood right at the back because that was the only downside but we had a great electric ballroom yeah which i just love as a venue well, it was on your top five wasn't it yeah it's such a, and again it's still proving why i enjoy it um Actually, it wasn't, was it? It was like, it was borderline. Oh, it was, it was a, borderline it was with that and Eden with, product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sound was great. They were good. He was losing his voice slightly. But again, being Northern, he was sort of like, um, played on it. And he was like, I'm going to need you to sing with me. Um, but I'm going to keep going. 
and they had a bit of on-stage banter about it, like the other guys saying, "Well, oh, don't be a wuss about it," you know. And but I don't know. They they seemed in a really good place, and again, they're four original members, and like all literally all four. Um, and one of the best this, times uh, I've seen them actually. And you've got this uh, very nice Future Heads limited edition beer. Session IPA for you. That yeah. was one of your Christmas presents. Decent days and nights. It's and a decent beer. Oh, good. Enjoying it. Yeah, they had Thank like, you, Future Heads. They had six and on dead. the table. So I, I think it's a very limited run. But yeah, I gobbled up two of them and got a repressing of the first album on vinyl. Um, the first pressing of it is so hard to come by. Really? And they say that. They've even posted saying... Oh. If you found it, fair play. But it's just apparently it's hard to come. I don't know if that's because it's a limited run. Well, it was that era, wasn't it, when um, vinyl wasn't as uh, prominent, particularly not albums. Seven inches were more so, I think, at that point. I've got a few seven inches from that album. Oh, cool. Um, And the next album. Um, But yeah, really, really good gig. I was was really... You know when you're about to drive up to a gig that's far away and you're like, can I be bothered? And I was weighing up the cost of the tickets and I was like, I could lose it. Not because I'm rich, just like the effort. And I was so pleased to make the effort for it. Not only because of the night I had with Tom, who I hadn't seen for a while. Who were? And, and he's just got engaged. So <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, Tom and Lucy. Um, we've not asked permission to use her name. I hope that's okay. Um, but the, the band, I was so chuffed I went up for them. It was really cool to see them. And I hope they tour like a, a normal set next year because I'll definitely go along again. Excellent. Uh, and your hat trick of gigs this, uh, was pub uh, in Southampton again at the Loft, which is like a nightclub. Yeah, so I went to a show there about two years ago, uh, and yeah, was very taken back by how much of a club it was. With yeah, a, I'll, know, I'll, I don't playing. know. It would have to be a, a decent band, I think, for me to go back. I want. Well, it's kind of what put me off a little bit because I mean, I wanted to see Slotface, who were. The support, yeah. Uh, I mean, quite apart from the fact it had it had sold out, uh, so I couldn't get a ticket anyway. But there were people selling them uh, in the few days before, and I, yeah, I yeah. was tempted to get it and come with you. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. Slot had a long set actually. Really, uh, slot face. They, 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 it was a decent support slot um, length. I hear they played a, mostly new songs. Yeah, they, they did, and they, the they joked about that. You know, they they handled it well. I suppose if it's a, it. yeah, I suppose if it's a support slot, they can get away with them. Um, well, they knew they were going to release the, the the UK tour mm. on the back of the new album, so I think they were pushing that a bit. They played it quite business savvy. Let's play some new ones. If they enjoy them. We're announcing a Southampton date literally when the tour ended, which they did. Um, so I think that worked quite well in their favour because now the people who will probably go to the Southampton date next year have already heard six or so new yeah. songs. And I think the new album is about to drop soon. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, unfortunately, I'm away when they do the Southampton show, so I might have to do Brighton. But you'll uh, go? Yeah, I'll definitely do a show. I really enjoyed yeah, the Yeah, I was album. quite impressed by him. Um, really strong um, strong band, actually. Good, good female-fronted punk band. Yeah, yeah. I, but not like, hey, look, we've got a female singer. It's no, just, no, no, she blended in. It, was, it, was, it certainly wasn't... Um, made to be like a point. Her vocals were good, you know, they weren't... I first saw them at um, 60 Million Postcards in Bournemouth. Which is a bar, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's very much a makeshift setup when they have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's probably one of the booziest gigs I've had in recent years. It was very good fun. But And I didn't really know the songs. I just enjoyed the gig. I even... uh, I hugged them all 
after. Oh, wow. Um, and I thought, well, I might as well buy the album now. <laughs> and you, you've listened so. since? Yeah. Uh, but they were support, and obviously the headline band was Pup. And from yeah. your videos, which you posted on our yeah, page. Yeah, I, I managed, even on a few beers, managed to get the phone out and well not done. drop it. Um, yeah, a lot of energy. I wouldn't... I can't, I, on the way on the train, uh, before I met up with another Ed who I was going with, um, I was thinking... Could <laughs> you said another Ed, like, it's a regular thing that you do. Wouldn't, it's the same Ed every time we're talking about Yeah, yeah Ed, but right? just yeah. in case people think I'm talking about myself. Uh, you know, why does he keep mentioning himself as Ed? You know. <laughs> it's the uh, Brent thing, isn't it? Good morning, David. That, that's me talking to myself, not me in bed with another yeah, man called David. Yeah. Um, oh, because... And I know we'll probably do an album review, an uh, a year review albums, but that album, uh, the new album, is uh, probably my number one album of the year. So part of me was expecting it to be like maybe this will be the best gig of the year I've been to. Now, the venue played its part in meaning that it won't be, but Pup for a energetic punk band, very tight very tight you know the crowd the stage is high enough that you can stage dive and they they not like they encouraged it then they weren't like a hardcore band saying come and join us but also they weren't against it so if you were jumping off they were enjoying it you could see they were having a seriously good time and it was the last gig of tour sold out a lot of people drinking and it was it was bit you know it felt busy it, it didn't just feel, night yeah it well. didn't just feel sold out like every bar Ed and I went to beforehand, there were pup t-shirts and everything. So people were drinking, you know, and I recognised faces when I got to the gig. Um, but yeah, just tight, decent live act. Really good at their, what they're doing. I think credit to them. They found their sound and they're just killing it with it. Where do they come from? Are they UK or US? Canada, I think. Oh. I think they're Canadian. <laughs> the other one. The other yeah. One. Uh, <laughs> I'm 99.9% sure uh, okay. they're Canadian. Um. But yeah, certainly not UK. No, because I remember when they first started coming to the UK and appearing on um, tour listings and support slots and all that sort of thing. Uh, and then suddenly they just kind of went from being this band to being this big headline. Well, yeah, band. they um, yeah Canadian rock band, Toronto. Yeah, well done. Um, they've had some hidden sort of not hidden. Hidden's not the word at all. They've had a bit of press for some celebrities, actually. Um, James Acaster um, did a book called uh, the, the Year Music Changed My Life or something, and it's, it's from oh, yeah, yeah, 2017. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, Pup, or it might be Jeff Rosenstock, because if you don't know, James Acaster, the comedian, is a metalhead. He likes his music. He's into rock music he plays drums he's been in bands he talks about it quite openly in a lot of podcasts but he's a rock guy so is his mate and also co-presenter of his podcast um off menu um they're both into rockier metal bands especially this ed gamble comedian and he is always pushing about pup and their new albums so they've had a lot of twitter press from james acaster who is massive as a comedian now like he's easily one of the biggest younger comedians there is so I, I don't know if that's played a part in the success they've had in the uk but most of the tour was sold out wow yeah it wasn't just we southampton was the first venue to sell out though which is pretty cool yeah also not surprising i mean oh it's a tiny venue what's yeah the, what's the loft hold? Well, i don't know it felt 
I'm guessing more than joiners. I think it is bigger than joiners. I think that's but just that's the issue that uh, Southampton has, isn't it? That it's got the joiners, which is a very good venue. When they start to get bands coming through that will just immediately sell out joiners, they're looking for these bigger venues. What's uh, the one in the industrial state? Is that Talking Heads? Uh, no, Talking Heads is gone. There's the okay. engine rooms. It's the oh, one down right. by the which docks. Which is a, yeah? a bigger venue which again. Is, yeah, which is quite big. Which wouldn't surprise me if they come back again, whether or not they'd be doing engine rooms. Yeah. I think similar bands they of have done engine rooms. What's the one that Vinny from Movie Life was playing the other day? The 18... 1865. What's that? That's probably probably a little bit smaller than engine rooms. Okay, but, uh, but bigger than joiners then? Bigger than joiners, bigger than the loft, I'd say. Oh, wow. Vinny... Yeah, to be fair, Ricky was posting saying that tickets were still available... So I don't know how tickets went. Some of it might come down to nights of the week and what's booked in. Uh, yeah, and I think Joiners was... I think there was another gig at Joiners that night. But yeah, all in all, a good thing. How long... I don't want to... Because I've got good. some other stuff I'd like to discuss. If you, if, Yeah, excellent. And you? Um, I don't know. What I've not been to any other gigs. Well, what, so how about <laughs> um, some interesting stuff that I can just glance over? Yeah, go for um, it. it was, as I say, it was good last episode when we had these I've bits. been catching up on a few of the Jules Hollands I've missed. Oh, I do lovely. Because like, uh, I do like watching them. And it's, a good, thing for this, it's uh, a good thing for this time of year as well. Have you seen his new layout and setup? They changed the set? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. It's mad. It's all a bit modern. I think I might have to check this out. Yeah, no, do. It's Who's like, he had on lately? Well, on the episode I watched the other evening, it was Noel Gallagher... Uh, another lady who co-presented another it. lady oh, are you Tom suggesting Jones? that Noel Gallagher is a lady no a, a lady who I, I she sounded great but I can't remember her name uh, I think Tom Jones co-presented the episode oh I'd watch a bit of Tom Jones and Harry Styles oh and I think that must be his first performance on there because I I doubt One Direction ever got invited I on. wouldn't have thought so. He's got a bit more credibility with his solo stuff. And it definitely is sounding like he has a voice. Mm. Like, I don't know who's helping him sing the like write the songs. I'm guessing there must be writing credits as well. But he's got a decent voice. I think he famously had probably the best voice in One Direction. Because um, I know he had a lot of the lead parts. But um, interesting songs. One of them... The chorus is <laughs> Watermelon Sugar just sang nine times. Well, this is Harry Styles. Mm. Oh, right. It was uh, an interesting song, but more so the outfit he was wearing was the most interesting thing. Bear in mind, you've got Noel Gallagher in like a jumper and a pair of jeans. Harry Styles is in a pair of what looked like white flared, high-waisted, like... The top, the belt line was almost under his tits. Dungarees. <laughs> this is beginning to sound like a... Uh... You know the Simon Cow caricatures everyone used to do? Yeah. Make them flares and white. This is beginning to sound like a letter to points of view. <laughs> yeah. Harry Styles was on Jules Holland uh, last week, and I was not impressed by his outfit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... The reason I bring this up is imagine getting there and your stylist, who I imagine came with him, when I've got this for you. No, Noel Gallagher's on the, the show. Have you not got a leather jacket or something? A bit more rocky, you know. 
no, this is the only outfit I bought. You know, it, it, <laughs> it had that sort of feel to it. Well, what can you say? Styles by name, styles by nature. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but fair play to him. Um, the songs actually weren't that bad that he played. Um, Jules still going strong, though, with the intros. Yeah, would you like to bring out the impression, or do you want to save that for... I'll save... I've only had... You know, I've only had about half of this... Uh, Beer, I think that's probably well, you two maybe beers you'd in. be needed for a potential future episode, i.e. a New Year's Eve slash quiz we might be doing. Ooh. But let's not go into that. Okay. But maybe jewels will be needed for one of the okay, rounds. Okay, I'll, I'll practice my jewels. I'll, I'll catch up on some of these shows and I'll uh, practice my jewels. All right, so that's one of three quickies I'd like to mention. All right. Did I tell you I've got Jules Holland's autobiography? Have you? Yeah, my mum bought it for me. A, a fate or something that she went to. Any good? Um, I mean, the, the the cover and the title alone was entertaining enough. Well, please, go on then. Oh, it's something like... Oh. This is where you need your notepad, son. No, I don't know. Well, I wasn't expecting to talk about Jules Holland. Is it uh, called Hootenanny? No, it's called something like Boogie Woogie Boasts and something Breakdowns. Oh, it's something. because the music he does is Boogie Woogie, isn't right, it? Right, okay. I well, maybe, we'll do it, well, maybe I'll do a short reading from it on a future or episode. Or I'll buy it. We both read it. We'll do a 40-minute special on it. <laughs> I'm sure I can lend you mine. Well, I'll read it to you. Oh. I'll do the whole book. Can I be in bed at the time? This is starting to sound well, rather no, you, odd. You'd sit next to the bed. Right. I'd be tucked in bed like a bedtime story. Okay, maybe we'll save this one for the YouTube channel. Give us um, give us an idea of how it might sound reading some of his quotes. Well, you, you're basically edging me into doing the impression <laughs> here. No, I'll leave it for now. <laughs> All right. Well, what's yeah. next? All right. Stereophonics. Handbags and glad rags. Name some others. Uh, boy Just in a looking. photograph. Just looking. Thousand co- Trees. Thousand Trees. Dakota. Dakota. They got a new one. Bust this town. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've uh, saved the lyrics well, I don't know if you need to say anything more I think your your general sound that you made then probably says it all so there's a fiddly little guitar line which literally runs the whole length of the song but as we've established he is Welsh he is Welsh but even with his accent I'm not sure you can make this any good ready? are you going to do it with the accent? well I'm from Welsh I'm from Welsh if you got the money, I've got the feeling that you got something to say to me, honey. I'm loving the weather. It's now or it's never. <laughs> <laughs> we can bust this town tonight and forever. Tonight is the night we're leaving together. If anybody was disappointed by that, a reminder that the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special can be seen on <laughs> this Christmas. Wait there. Come on. So long. Long gone. Tomorrow's too late. It's now or it's never. Come on. So long. Long gone. Tomorrow's too late. It's now or it's never. <laughs> if you think it's funny, Jesus Christ. you spend all the money. I wish I'd never set eyes on you, honey. The coppers will get us. <laughs> no time like the present. Now bust this town tonight. Tonight is the night we're leaving together. And I'm telling you now, if you thought the lyrics were shit, listen to the song. (laughs) (laughs) 
It is fucking awful. Honestly, possibly one of the worst singles by a band of that stature I've ever heard. Wow. It was it came on the radio when I was driving home on Saturday morning from London and I literally thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought Kelly Jones is going to do what, it. Under what circumstances would it be a joke? <laughs> Kelly Jones might have popped up halfway through and gone, you just want to hear Just Looking, don't you? <laughs> and I would have gone, yeah, whack it on. Wow. Um, I think we've got a new feature. The, the, you, just, you just read out latest songs in a well Welsh accent or otherwise. Well, I can go on to another one if you want. Now, I was presented this song by a friend of ours, Tom McLeod. Yeah, not Tom Clark. What we will do at some point, maybe over Christmas, is we'll put together a glossary of all these people that we talk about so our regular listeners can start to... Yeah, that might be nice. Yeah, figure out who they all are. Now, I have to say it comes with a warning because I listened to it on Spotify as soon as Tom said, have you heard the new Coldplay single? It's utter crap. And it kicks in. And I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to do another sort of fix you vibe. Which we established on a previous episode that you like. Yeah, I like it. Right? But back when they did that, it was original. And it was like another Everybody Hurts. It was as big as R.E.M. Everybody Hurts as a sad song to listen to. Now, I don't know the context. I don't know if Chris lost his father or if it's about oh, a dear. friend who has potentially lost their father. So I apologise if people listening are in a situation where these lyrics do mean something to them. It's not the the bad bit it, for me isn't the lyrics. It's how they're in the song. It's just it's as if he's written purposely tried to write a sad set of lyrics to put with a, in a sad melody. I just I don't see there's any intelligence there. Are you going to read them? Yeah. This could be it, by the way. For. <laughs> episodes of open mics in you this, can always take it out if this it sounds could be awful. the point I, I really don't wish to offend all right because if it's if the person he wrote this for or is listening okay maybe don't do it in the welsh accent well he's not welsh fair point daddy are you out there <laughs> <laughs> so the context seems to be oh, about geez. a daddy who's running away but even the use of the word daddy at his age is an odd one it's got quite a porno connotation to it now as well. Oh, daddy. <laughs> There's no need for that. <laughs> so, daddy, are you out there? Daddy, won't you come and play? Daddy, do you not care? Is there nothing that you want to say? Is that it? Well, no. I'm just finishing my beer. I know you're hurting too, but I need you. I do. Daddy, if you're out there, Daddy, all I want to say. You're so far away. Oh, and you're so far away. That's okay. That's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Daddy, are oh, you, you out there? you put it like that. Daddy, are you out there? Daddy, why'd you run away? Daddy, are you okay? Daddy, are you okay? Are you okay, Daddy? <laughs> I've just thought of that. Honest to God, I heard it on the first one you did. Oh, sorry. Look, Dad, we've got the same hair. And Daddy, it's my birthday. All I want to say... I haven't made up the line about the hair. Is your... If you're so far away... Oh, you're so far away. That's okay. That's okay. Won't you come and won't you stay? 
please stay. Are you doing the whole song at this point? That's it. That's the okay. lyrics done now. Right. Won't you come and stay? <laughs> Thanks for finishing. But <laughs> that's what she said. Um, but it's the way it's like, Daddy, are you out there? Daddy, won't you come and play? Daddy, do you not care? Is there nothing that you want? And that's literally how it goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any more to this? I don't know. I just I feel like bands are getting lazy, aren't they? Well, has, has he taken his position of power as Chris Martin, godlike genius? He wrote parachutes. He wrote fix you. He did science. The scientist, you know, massive, massive tunes, and then that. It's gone to the red, Anne, isn't it? <laughs> tell me. Tell me I'm not wrong. <laughs> I feel like I'm slagging him off just for the sake of it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I enjoyed your rendition. Maybe we don't relate. We've both got our daddies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's next? Me? Should I do the Welsh one again? <laughs> What's next? Let me just do the Welsh one again. No, we've got to move on. <laughs> I did have another set of lyrics. Just to prove to you, uh, the um, Harry Styles tastes like strawberries <laughs> on a summer evening. And it sounds just like a song. All right. Is this the watermelon just sugar? Yeah. <laughs> Catchy, isn't it? You've remembered the name. Just quickly, all right. Dissect this with me. You're a lyricist. And I'll boast that some of your lyrics are some of my favourite. <laughs> but you, you, giving you your dues, you're very good at it. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, 10 years Cheers ago. Cheers to you. Cheers to 10 you. years ago. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening. And it sounds just like a song. Tastes like a song or sounds like a song, mate. You're eating strawberries. If that sounds like a song to you, you should check out the new Stereophonic song. (laughs) (laughs) I want more berries and that summer feeling. It's so wonderful and warm. Breathe me in. Breathe me out. There's something oddly Christmassy about what we're doing here. Just like a poetry recital. Oh, yeah. Hold on. We did warn it. It was open mics. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar. At this point, I've pretty much forgotten that we've got mics on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, that leads uh, the new segment of the open mics I'm calling... Uh, Ed gets us kicked off the air. Right. So let's let's do one that we've both listened to. Okay. I told you to listen to a song. I'm sure you would have found it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the new Billy Talent single. I did. You're right. I it came up in my Spotify Discover Weekly, which is a really convenient little feature they have on there because it picks up on songs from artists that you already have saved. In your it's library. where I get a lot of my material from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it come with a commentary on them, does it? <laughs> no. Um, yes, I listened to it, and it was not what I expected in the slightest. N- no, but the first three minutes were. No. No, you, you you tell me what you think of this song, and why you told me to listen to it, and then I'll tell you what I think. So, kicks in that. So this is Billy Talon, and it's called... Forgiveness the... 1 and 2. Yeah. And it kicks in with that guitar, with a little bit of a... 
um, edit or like a, a pedal almost, like a fade in, fade out type thing. But it's like down, 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 like a repetitive thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was punchy. I thought <laughs> the lyrics were significantly better than other things you've heard recently. Yeah. I, and then the second part of it kicked in and I thought it had gone to another track. And I was so pleasantly surprised when I realised they were all one track. I absolutely love it. Brilliant. I think it is awesome. You've had a tough month. I'm pleased that you found something you enjoyed. Honestly, I, th- I just thought it was awesome. I felt the whole thing as a song as well works. I was surprised at it. The first few minutes I was like, eh. No, not minutes. Let's say the first 30 seconds. I was underwhelmed. Which is pretty much just the guitar. But the, when that chorus kicks in... Then I realised what they were doing. Then I realised it was it's almost like a prog rock track. And I don't know... Because I don't know a lot of Billy Talent. I know the big singles from the early albums and some of what's followed since. Interesting you said but prog I, rock. But I don't know whether this is... Have, have they gone more prog on their more recent albums? Or is this a new thing All for right, them? So I don't... Because conf- you said it was a return to form. Yes. I think... I was expecting... Try Honesty or... No, I think some of the, like, Cut the Curtains and some of the stuff on number three... You've said one I don't know there. Oh, look, um, Cut the Curtains goes... Well, in fact, would don't you worry. know the guitar line? No, I don't. Anyway, don't um, arguably their best albums are when they were still doing Billy Talent 1, Billy Talent 2 and Billy Talent 3. Mm-hmm. Then they did two albums with actual album titles and covers that were more like art, whereas the first three albums were very basic covers and clearly one, two, three. And when they decided to change to an album title, I felt their material went downhill a bit. But I return to the form doesn't necessarily mean a return to what they were doing, but a return to, I think this is... Billy's Talent for me is a big chorus, and I think this has got it. I I think it's... When it kicks in and it's got that guitar then the tone is very similar to that of one two and three i just thought as a piece i thought it works so well and the way it blends out and like you, the mm. fact you mentioned prog rock i've written down it almost goes a bit pink floydy mm. like or early genesis when they were before the hits what it reminded me of some of the recent stuff uh that I'm aware of through my love of Toto as well. Like it wasn't. Yeah, the brass. Too far from that. I just thought it was epic. I, yeah, I've I enjoyed it. To, since I told you, I must have listened to it twenty times. I did not regret having a listen, and I, I definitely enjoyed the sort of the the second half of the first part, and the second song altogether was okay. It, Where it, it gets a bit faster, a bit heavier. It no, almost builds yeah, up. Yeah, to I like that bit. Yeah, but then yeah. the, the whole second song, like the part two of it. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I didn't. I didn't and I know that. it's not gone down all that well. I spoke to another mutual friend of ours, and he didn't get it. The brass. We didn't go into an explanation. I'm, I, I need to uh, go back and ask why. It's an unusual choice for a first single from an album. But so I thought it was a yeah. I thought it was a brave choice, but it, I think it's one that will pay off because I think it will get them more press coverage than if they were to have just done another two and a half minute try honesty. I think it's it's a way that, you know, Green Day did it with the rock operas. It feels like it's got some atmosphere to it. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the harmonies were very on point. Yeah, not bad. If they do more like that, I'll, I'll give the album a go. Yeah, I've written down, it felt like an occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
right. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, the weekly thing. Yes. Discover so one weekly. of the tracks I pulled from that because it would just happen to, I put it on. I listened to a track by the weekend. Um, you know, I'm not totally aware of him. And then it, it went on to a track by a guy I'm aware of, but I've never really listened to, Post Malone. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I think you know you're saying it wrong. <laughs> Post Malone, right? A track called Circles. I don't know if it, I don't think it's his current single. It might be. But I, I, I asked a friend of ours, like, if he liked the track, because I knew that same friend, Tom McLeod, liked the Miley Cyrus track. And that we spoke about on a previous show. Yeah, and I can't find a reason for liking those particular tracks because I'm not a fan of those artists. But for some reason, the Slide Away Miley Cyrus track, I love. And I, I quite often listen to it most days. And I, Post Malone, Circles, I'm finding now that I could, I, I'll, I could happily play it now. Well, and music, stop mate. what we're doing and play it. And I don't really have a reason for it other than that it's just a great pop song. Um, but... I now find out that he was almost in Crown the Empire, who were like a metal band, and he was like an emo kid back in the day. Which is mad, really, but it's the way Skrillex did it, didn't he? Mm. He was from... Uh, from first to last. First to last, and you love that Christmas song, don't you? <laughs> no. That they do. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, and he went to be a DJ, Um so I'm aware it happens, and I said to you before this, you know, in our time of can of water, can, fuck's sake, Canada water, if someone had said, you know, we could get you a deal here and get you X amount of money, if you just tweak the sound slightly, I probably would have been on, on board with it, you know. So Within reason. Yeah, but it prompted me, and I, I've played you the clip, and uh, I think you're going to add it in, are you? Or yeah. I, rather than me play it via my speaker. I did wonder what on earth was going on. Um, but I was... <laughs> but seeing how mainstream Post Malone is, I'm taking us there. Okay. So what I've done is I've re-recorded what could be used as an intro for Two Track Mind podcast feed. Oh, this is our Christmas present to you. This is a treat. Basically, I've just sorted our careers out with that. Yeah, haven't brilliant. I? Yeah. We're going to be getting phone calls from everyone. Yeah, we'll ditch the old um, candle. Uh, fucking. <laughs> we both done it. It's a curse. We'll ditch the old Canada Water remix at the beginning of these episodes and we'll go for that. Did you like it? I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. I recorded that in the van <laughs> because my youngest was asleep upstairs. And Fred was watching Paw Patrol in the lounge. I could hardly be effing and jeffing. <laughs> right, so whilst you've been reciting uh, lyrics to me and, and playing your new uh It, it probably seems like records, a good um, way to end, doesn't it? To end? Well, no, to wrap up the episode. No, we, we've got presents. 
Of course. Yeah, I was just about to say, whilst you've been doing everything you've been doing, I've been slowly finishing off this lovely Future Heads beer, which was uh, a great gift. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome. Uh, that but... was five pounds. Really? Yeah. I might have gone under budget on yours. No, that's fine. Apologies about that. I bought um, myself one, but I look. You, you know, we've been friends a long time. What's five pounds between friends? And what's the price of this present also between friends? Because shall I pass you your present? Oh, okay. Here we go. So, well, I've already had one, so I'm, I'm getting the this second one. This is the main present. Oh my god! So and I, I am so I was so excited when I found this. Okay, it is. And I hunted for it. It's flat. It's CD shape. I would say possibly a little bit bigger. Ruined it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll share photos of these, right? So yeah, yeah. Just to prove. Oh, hold on! I'll get a photo of you. I'll get a photo of you. Oh my god! Oh, fuck here now. <laughs> What is this? Have you seen it yet? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell the, tell oh, the listeners I what hope, you're seeing. I hope you listen to the uh, the Ask Us Anything episode. Because if you I, haven't, go back. Yeah. And this pause, will make far pause, more sense. Pause now, right, at this point. Check the time. Come back. Uh, and here we go. So those of you that are returning, I have got the CD single for Spice Girls 2 Become 1. Original. Uh, original. No. Fucking hell. Open it up. Because that, if you read the front, Jesus in fact, read the bit around the outside. Look at this. You'll see the bottom bit. Yeah. Oh. A mention of Christmas on it. Christmas message from the girls. Oh. A my Christmas God. message from the girls. Incredible. Careful of the CD. You know what you like what, with them. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm very carefully handling. Oh, this. in fact, the CD's tucked away. This is beautiful. Oh my! Look at that. The fold-out photo you're missing of them a picture. is fantastic. You're I know, missing but... the message. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Your favourite was Baby, wasn't it? No, it was Jerry back in the day, but it's Mel C now. Oh, I'm glad I didn't get you the other present. Oh. Look at that. Oh, my God. Postcard. Is that... Do you reckon that's genuinely signed? I don't know if that... Let me put my I readers on. I can't tell oh if that's God. printed or if they've sat down... And signed a bunch of them. And signed a bunch of them. Where did you get this? Well, eBay. I can't tell. There's no smudging, but... Yeah. Well, either way... Mate, that's <laughs> made my Christmas, that ass. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you very much. Should we sing it? Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> when to become what... Rather than mama, like last time. Yeah. I was so happy when it showed up because the guy I bought it, well, the, the lady I bought it off. Messaged you and said, are you sure you want this? Two days later, I'd still not had dispatched. Right. And I was like, I need this <laughs> for Sunday. I'll pay extra for postage. And she was like, I'll send it out tomorrow. It should be with you. And it showed up on the day she said it would. I wonder what she thought you were doing with it. I don't know. I There's... mean, maybe we should send her the episode. I don't think there's many around. No, that is uh, that's quite special. I've never seen anything quite like that because that is, I mean, you'll see the photos. You'll you'll uh, you'll appreciate can them. Can you imagine the, that? The full as majesty of this. Can you imagine that as a package back in the day? Yeah, I think I'd have loved that. It's even got like a to and from. You could have filled that bit out. I didn't want to touch it. Yeah, I, I know what you like with original stuff. Yeah, I think I'd have let you on this occasion. Right, so you've got two presents. Wow. Uh, I've wrapped them in gingerbread man. Wrapping paper. Is that because I'm ginger? Well, I just... Did you buy this? For no, the well, occasion? No, I had it anyway. Oh, right. 
It's very well wrapped. Careful. It's delicate. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. It's very well wrapped. Good sellotape. I can't quite see what it is yet. This is better than normal show and tells. Oh, what's that? Oh, a lot of wrapping paper. <laughs> I was thinking about the audible effect of this. Oh, my God. There's a second layer of tissue for protection. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. It is. A oh, my God. Tree it's, decoration. It's a, a microphone, old style microphone tree decoration. That is amazing. And just to show you, that's that's a proper bauble material as well. That I, is delicate. You were right. I didn't just get one. I got two. So there's my one on the oh! tree along with yours, which I took a photo of earlier on. That is and because it's two track mind. It's the two mics from the podcast. And also not. Yeah, and I you have used it. to play with one of those, didn't you? I owned one Before of them. one of those. That's lovely. That is so lovely. I think that's all. <laughs> Because I can get that out every year. Yeah. So, you know, in a year's time when the podcast Where'd didn't work these? out. They weren't just in the shop, were they? Uh, I can't tell you. The works? Santa never reveals all this. Thing. The works. I don't know works. Uh, right, that's present number one. That's awesome. Um, I see there was no photo of me. I'll take it myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hold on a second. Yep. Now you'll notice I've uh, wrapped this one to look like a cracker. And you are a little cracker, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Should have said that in a Welsh accent. What do you think it is? I. Oh, something rocking around in there. Because I was about to say it's a can, but you might be right. it's not got liquid in. But it's definitely can shaped. I, f I feel like there's a lip. God, you're good at your wrapping, aren't you? I didn't realise I was. People have sound festages, don't they? <laughs> Anyone got a... Anyone likes Christmas is probably really triggered right now. I want to see this. How much do you pay for this paper? It's so thick. There's only Tesco's. I can't get in. <laughs> All right. We're in. Let's um, have a look. It's weird having to be vocal about it and sort of explain it. I feel like a... Like a grandparent here. Flip it around. Beer socks. <laughs> yeah. Made in China. Right, that's not part of it. Look but what, what you've done what there... Of, uh, beer it is. Lager. Yeah? Because okay. what do you drink on the show? I always drink lager. Yeah? And what do I drink? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the socks. I've got the ale ones. And you've got the lager socks, my friend. There we go. We're going to be matching. Well, you can wear them to every oh, episode now. Two, two track. Well, yeah, kind socks. of. <laughs> they actually look really lovely. Yeah, they're not bad. Well, that I'm very, very chuffed with them. You've got to have socks. I for feel Christmas. like mine are more practical than yours. Well, one I've drunk and one I'm going to. Um, well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do with the other one. We'll leave that to the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'm going to frame it. Are you? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I love it, though. That's great. Oh. I'm, I'm really chuffed with them. Where'd you find them, then? Oh, God, did you? One pair mid-calf. I'll run in them, I reckon. I oh, don't ruin them. What? 
<laughs> Will you post a photo of them if you run in them? Yeah, well, I'll post something on my Instagram tonight Excellent. about it, to be honest. Excellent. Christ, I've done really well there. My tree's right over the other side of the thing, so I don't know if I want to... You won't be able to hear me. No. Well, it's, but I've just looked around at your tree. I didn't actually clock the tree when I came in. It's got a silver kind of Feel. color scheme. Oh, so. this is going to work perfectly. Lovely. In fact, you see that branch right at the top? Yeah. The one that hasn't got anything on? That's where it's going. Yeah. Pride, uh, um, front and centre, as they say. Excellent. Well, this has been a bloody great episode. <laughs> And we're doing another one after this. Yep. So those of you that are enjoying this... Seeing as we, we, we don't care about the illusion of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think we switched off halfway through this one, didn't we? Um, those of you that are enjoying the, the Christmas momentum that we're creating here, the next uh, show that you're going to hear is a top five. And it's top five Christmas songs. So we'll say goodbye for now. And hopefully you'll join us hold again. Hold on. Hold on. What's your favourite Christmas song? Tell me a top five. What's your favourite Christmas song? Tell me a top five. Oh, we lost it a bit towards the end. <laughs> it's difficult. It was better than mine. It's better than my jingle that I came up with. I'll give you that. What was yours? Um, I tell you, it's been stuck in my head. <laughs> so I'm not going to sing it again because I've generally been walking around the house singing it. Well, remind me to send you that. I've also done it for the Coldplay lyrics, which we could release in the mailing list. <laughs> Nice segue. If you want bonus content, <laughs> sign up at twotrackmind.uk. We're going to be doing some new stuff over on that address. You uh, could new be getting year. four vocoda song <laughs> style songs from me to you in your Christmas mailing list box. And on that note, we'll say uh, Merry Christmas. Where can they find you, Liam? They can find me at the pub. It's Christmas after all. But online, you can find me at Liam Toms. And me, Run With Ed. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much. And good night. Good night.